Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up a copy of my book, Slime Incorporated. Uh, In it, private investigator Cole Eustrick tries to solve a case of murder and dirty politics set against the backdrop of an Idaho gubernatorial election. It's my first mystery novel. It's a modern detective story, but with a lot of nods to classic detective fiction. It is available as a paperback, an audiobook, or an e-book. And you can find all my books, audiobooks, and e-books over at store.greatdetectives.net. Uh, Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby. And this one is Hit Plan Gone Astray. Mystery is my hobby. began on a cold, blustering day last winter. For several months, Inspector Noah Danton and I had been trying to track down a gangster known as Duke Hensler. Duke operated a murder syndicate, and up to now had skillfully evaded all the traps we'd set for him. That very night, a telephone call came in, and we learned that on the day before, Duke had paid a call at a modest dwelling on the outskirts of the city. Bessel Fleming. I am Bessel Fleming. And you're the man I want to see. The name is Duke Hensler. Oh. You are Duke Hensler. That's right. Surprised, huh? Yes, I am. Very much surprised. They all are. It's part of my business to look like a, shall we say, successful lawyer. Successful law? Yes, of course. Come this way, please. In here, please. Ah, nice place you got here, Fleming. You must be a rich man. Far from rich, Mr. Hensler. Retired, aren't you? Yes, I've been retired for more than ten years. With an annual income of approximately $11,000. You seem to know considerable about my private affairs. I have to. It's part of my business to know. Yes, I suppose it is. Is there anything else you care to know about me? No. Still, there's some things I can't figure. As far as I can see, you're pretty clean. Clean? Yeah, you never got mixed up in any deals. Nobody's blackmailing you. Most of my clients are troubled with blackmailers. Yes, I... I suppose that would be a logical reason for engaging your services. Oh, there are plenty of other reasons. Now, let's get down to business. Who do you want bumped off? Bumped? Off? Yeah, yeah. Bumped off. Annihilated. That's what you sent for me for, isn't it? Oh, I see. Yes, it is. Well, let's have his name and address. Maybe it's a job I won't touch. There are, then, jobs that you won't touch? 
Definitely. Men in my business can't afford to take chances. My boys are kind of particular. Boys? Then you don't do it yourself? Yeah, you bet I don't. I'm not that much of a sucker. The suckers are the boys who work for me. <laughs> the boys don't even know who I am. I see. I only make the contact. After tonight, you'll never see me again, Fleming. And you won't be able to find me either. man in my business has to be careful. But you guarantee results. Never missed yet. Say, this must be someone special you got in mind, huh? Asking so many questions. Usually guys just give me a name and the dough and let me do the rest. It is someone special, Mr. Hensler. Someone very special. Yeah? Who? My wife. Your wife? Yes, Mr. Hensler. My wife. Now, wait a minute. An old guy like you can't be playing around. I'd have known about it if... No, Mr. Hensler. I haven't been playing around, as you phrase it. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm not knocking off any old day. Wait, please. You must listen to me. No, no, no soap, Pop. In my business, a man has his ethics, just like in any other. No, Mr. Hensler, my wife is very ill. Sick? Well, then what the devil you do you want? You must let me explain, Hensler. Lottie, my wife, is suffering from cancer. The doctors say she can't live more than a few months. Oh, this is something I don't get. If she's going to die anyway in a couple of months... Every moment of every day, Lottie's in excruciating pain, Mr. Hensler. They give her dope, but the dope wears off and she wakes up screaming. It's terrible to watch, Hensler. Terrible. Yeah, it must be. Lottie has begged them to give her something to... to end her misery, and so have I, but they won't. There's a law. Yeah, I've heard about it. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. What do they call them? Uh, a mercy killing. I love my wife more than life itself, Hensler. We've lived together in peace and happiness for 50 years. I can't go on watching her suffer like this. I, I can't. Yeah, I see what you mean. I'll pay you anything, everything I possess, if you end Lottie's suffering. Yeah, well, maybe you're going to change my mind at that. Yeah, I never had a deal like this before. I... Then you will do it. Yeah. Yeah, Pop, you've sold me a bill of goods. Well, I find the old... Your wife. She's upstairs in her room. I wanted to keep her here with me rather than send her to a hospital. Hensler. Yeah? You... You'll be gentle. She won't know a thing, Pop. Not a thing. My boys are professionals. And now... Yes. Now, about the money. How much? To you, Pop, I'm going to give you my rock-bottom price. $10,000. $10,000. Very well. I have the money here. I think you'll... You'll find it all here. Thanks, Pop. I won't even bother to count it. I trust you, see? Uh, Mr. Hensler. Yeah, Pop? When? Maybe tonight. Maybe tomorrow. You'll have some visitors, see? Oh. Don't worry. Everything will be taken care of. So long, Pop.
Hello? Yes, this is Fleming. Oh, yes, Dr. Harvey. Yes? What? What? You took new x-rays? And you feel sure that with an operation you can save Lottie's life? Oh, my God. Forgive me. Hensler! 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 Wait, Hensler! Sounds like a screwy deal to me, Bart. Yes, Inspector. There are some rather odd circumstances connected with the case. Who was it called you, anyway? Basil Fleming himself. He merely stated that he'd come into his wife's room and found this young Dr. Gil Martin dead on the floor. Funny Fleming didn't call the police. Mr. Fleming explained that, Inspector, by saying that his wife was seriously ill. He was afraid that any undue excitement might uh, upset her. Well, if a guy being murdered in her bedroom didn't upset her... He shouldn't worry about a couple of cops being around. Well, you see, Mrs. Fleming was under the influence of an opiate when the intern arrived, Inspector. She didn't know about the murder. Intern? Yes, Dr. Gil Martin. He's a, an intern at the Long Meadows Hospital. He come with the ambulance. It was to take Mrs. Fleming to the hospital for an operation. It still doesn't make sense. Why not? No motive. That, Inspector, is why I disregarded Basil Fleming's request and brought along a cop. Uh-huh. Oh, Bart, you're wonderful. You know, sometimes I suspect you of thinking of me as a human being. Oh, come, come, Inspector. You know very well that I became convinced long ago that you have at least uh, half a dozen human qualities. <laughs> there must be some reason why I like this guy. <laughs> Come on in. Thank you. Who's that with you, your grandfather? Now, just a minute, Dave. Hey, relax, Grandpa. I was only kidding. You're a Barton Drake, aren't you, Hanson? Why, yes, I am. Yeah, I thought so. I heard the old man give you a buzz. I've seen your pictures and read a couple of your books. You're a pretty smart cookie. Well, thank you. And who are you? Me? Oh, I'm Mae Hamilton. I'm... I was the old lady's nurse. What do you mean... Was the old lady's nurse. I got canned about an hour ago. Well, it hasn't seemed to upset you very much. Mm, you bet it hasn't. I was sick of the job anyway. And now that Gil's been knocked off... Gil? I... Yeah, Gil Martin, the intern. Him and me trained at the same hospital. He was my boyfriend. Well, now, think of that. She's all broken up about it, isn't she? Oh, corpses are okay when they happen natural, but... Oh, Gil didn't die natural. Gee, just looking at him give me the screaming memes. No, sir, I'm getting out of here just as soon as Charlie arrives. And, uh, who's Charlie? Charlie Butler. He's my other boyfriend. <laughs> oh. Them two sure hated each other. Oh, wait till Charlie hears what's happened to Gil. <laughs> He'll sure get a laugh out of that. I'll bet. It seems to me that you have rather a, an amorous existence, Miss Hamilton. Amorous? Hmm. Hey, you wouldn't be calling me names, would you, handsome? Anyway, as soon as I got the can, I buzzed Charlie and told him to pick me up here. Oh, Miss Hamilton, I thought I told you to leave this house. Now, skip it, chum. I'm not leaving till Charlie gets here. Pertinent woman. I beg your pardon, gentlemen. I'm Basil Fleming. I presume you are Barton Drake? Yes, I am. And this is Inspector Noah Benton. Hiya. Oh, the police. 
Mr. Drake, I specifically request... I'm sorry, Mr. Fleming, but I asked Inspector Danton to come along as a, a personal favor. And it's a lucky thing he did. Why do you say that, Inspector Danton? Well, this babe here has given us more motives for a murder in the last five minutes than we've had for a week. Listen, Flatfoot, are you saying I had anything to do with Gil being knocked off? Yeah, you want to make something out of it? Why, you... I just... think the inspector means, Miss Hamilton, that he'd like to ask you some further questions. Huh. Will you please not leave the house until we've had a chance to uh, talk to you again? I'm leaving the house when Charlie gets here and no one's stopping me. No? Well, you try it and see how far you get this. <laughs> Naturally not. I couldn't very well have the body there where Lottie well, might... Well, you should have. Yes, Inspector Denton's right, Mr. Fleming. You shouldn't have had Dr. Barton's body removed until until we arrived. But you don't understand, gentlemen. If Lottie had awakened and found a dead man in her room... Your wife was under the influence of opiates, wasn't she? Even so. I didn't want to run the risk of her waking up. Uh, Dr. Harvey quite agreed with me. Dr. Harvey? Dr. Leslie Harvey. Yes, sir. He's our family physician and an old friend. I see. He arrived shortly after the ambulance. When he learned what had happened, he he helped me remove Dr. Martin's body to this room across the hall. And uh, where is this Dr. Harvey now? He's returning tomorrow to take Lottie to the hospital. Uh, he wanted her to have a day's rest after what happened. Did uh, Dr. Harvey say what he thought had uh, caused Dr. Martin's death? He said it appeared that death was due to poisoning. Poisoning? Dr. Harvey wasn't sure. He said the exact nature of death would have to be determined by the police. And then he walked out before the police arrived. Dr. Harvey is a very busy man, Mr. Drake. Hmm. Was it Dr. Harvey who recommended Miss Hamilton to care for your wife? No. Help is so very hard to get these days. One has to take most anyone. Yeah, that's just what you got, brother. How long has this Miss uh, Hamilton been here? She came on duty this morning. This morning? Say, that gives me an idea. Yes, Inspector? Don't you get it, Bart? Hmm? It's as plain as the nose on your face. Hamilton had these two guys in love with her. Doc Martin knew she was coming to work on this case, so he got assigned to the ambulance that was sent for Mrs. Fleming. I see. But before taking Mrs. Fleming away, he decided to poison Miss Hamilton because she wouldn't marry him. Yeah, that's it. Mm. It'll be easy to make it seem like Hamilton had drunk the poison by mistake. Yes. And they probably decided to have a friendly drink while waiting for Mrs. Fleming to wake up. Uh -huh. And she switched glasses on them. Sure, it's simple. <laughs> oh, Inspector. No, I am afraid you're all wrong. Huh? Why? Why? Because it's too simple. In the first place, there wouldn't likely be deadly poisons lying around. Nor would there be any liquor for that friendly drink that you speak of. Nor would it be natural for one, even as crass as Miss Hamilton, to suggest a toast over her patient's sleeping form. Well, it could have happened, but what? Jump in, Judas, what's that? It sounded as though Miss Hamilton's in trouble. Come on, Inspector. Where'd that scream come from? From the kitchen, huh? This way. Good heavens. 
jumping. Judas, look at that guy lying there with a knife in his chest. Uh, it's young butler, oh. Miss Hamilton's other boyfriend. And there she is, lying on the other side of the table. Yeah, it's the nurse, all right. Is she uh, dead, Inspector? No, only fainted. There's no doubt about Butler being dead. That knife penetrated his heart. What a horrible sight. Do you recognize the knife, Mr. Fleming? Why, yes, I do. It belongs here in the kitchen. Come on, babe. Oh. Up on your feet. You're all right. Oh. What happened? Suppose you tell us. Charlie. Where's Charlie? Oh, no. So you recognize him, do you? Oh, yes. Is he dead? As a macro. Oh, Charlie. Charlie, why did you come now, here? Now, Miss Hamilton. Miss Hamilton, suppose you tell us exactly what happened. Oh, I don't know. I I came into the kitchen a, a little while ago, and he was lying there. I, Just like that, eh? I think I screamed. And, then I must have fainted. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> uh, Bart, it doesn't add up. When boyfriend number one gets knocked off, he makes for the wisecracks. When boyfriend number two gets it, he's there with the tears. Mm. You know, there's many things here that don't add up, Inspector. Mm. Look, I want you to take Miss Hamilton into the library and stay there with her until I get back. Where are you going? Mr. Fleming and I, Inspector, are going to call on Dr. Lester Harvey. <laughs> guy coming back. He's been gone an hour. Take it easy, babe. You're not going anyplace. Oh, no. Well, you listen to me. I... Oh, I'm sorry, Inspector. What's the matter? I well, I shouldn't have spoken that way. I... I must be upset. Yeah. Inspector Danton. Well? Did anyone ever tell you you were a striking figure of a man? A what? So strong and masculine looking. <laughs> you don't say. I could... Go for someone like you, Inspector Dent. Well, now. Inspector. Uh-huh. Kiss me. Ah, nuts. Listen, babe, you're not kidding me. Now take your arms from around my neck and go over there and sit down. Why, you dumb flat foot, I... Anything wrong, Inspector? No, everything's just dandy. What are you grinning about? <laughs> nothing, Inspector. Absolutely nothing. Huh. Uh, I uh, hope you and Miss Hamilton haven't been bored. Now, listen, Bart, if you think... Oh, not at all, Inspector, not at all. Miss Hamilton, I'm sorry I kept you waiting so long. Skip it, Hanson. For a minute, I almost had Grant acting human. Yeah. What's the verdict? Uh, not very good, I'm afraid. Mr. Fleming and I went on a wild goose chase. Couldn't locate Doc Harvey, eh? No, Harvey's out of town for the weekend. Miss Hamilton, I suppose you've been wondering why I insisted that you remain in this house. I've spent more exciting hours. The reason, Miss Hamilton, is that you're in danger of being murdered. Murdered? Me? Say what? Mm, I'm positive that you're scheduled to be the murderer's next victim. Oh, now, wait a minute. Nobody's mad at me. I haven't done anything. That's just the point. The murderer intends to prevent you from doing anything. Oh, for crying out loud, can't you stop him? I hope so. With your help, Miss Hamilton. What do you want me to do? The murderer knows you're in this room. He thinks you're alone. I propose that the inspector and I step behind that hey, door. Hey, back up. You're off the beam, Hanson. If you think I'm going to set myself up as a clay pigeon for a nut with a gun, you're crazy. Then, uh, what are you going to do, Miss Hamilton? Why, I... Well, I'm going to get out of here. Oh, so? Yeah, right now. You got any objections? No, not at all. Well, then... Hey, who is this screwball who's got a yen to give me the work? I'm not sure yet. All I know is that he's not far away this minute. 
In this house, you mean? Or outside, waiting. For me? Yes. Oh, you're a cool one, Drake. Okay, so I got my choice of being a clay pigeon or a dead herring. You're a very brave girl, Miss Hamilton. Skip it. What do you want me to do? Sit down. Relax. Pretend complete surprise, surprise if you have a visitor. Inspector Danton and I will be behind that closet door. Mm, safe and sound, huh? Everything depends on you, Miss Hamilton. The person who comes into this room will reveal himself to be the murderer in one of two ways. He'll either tell or you... Or he'll shoot me and explain things afterward, huh? Barton Drake, you're wonderful. Okay, let's go. Hamilton, you're a sucker. But so what? Uh, Bart, hmm? what makes you so sure this plan is going to work? We've been here a half hour and nothing's happened. I'm not sure, Inspector. It's a chance we just have to take. Uh, the babe can't stand the strain much longer. It's the fourth cigarette she smoked. Mm, I think we can depend on her, Inspector. She's much braver than either you or I consider. Brave, my eye. She just doesn't know any better. By the way, what happened to Fleming? He's uh, upstairs with his wife. Mrs. Fleming died in her sleep while we were out. What? Yes, the strain was apparently too much for her. Well, I'll be... Hey, what's that? Keep quiet. Someone's opening the door, huh? Hello, sister. Hello, yourself. You alone? No, the U.S. 15th Army is hiding behind the floor lamp. <laughs> you kill me. <laughs> well, you just make sure you don't return the compliment and everything will be lovely. Hey, you're kind of a cute number. Related to the old man? Yeah, I'm his father. <laughs> and why didn't I meet you when I was here before? Hmm, so you've been here before? Yeah, yeah, I was here before yesterday. What's your name? Duke. Duke what? Duke's all you need to know, baby. Where's the old man now? How should I know? Look, baby, skip the cracks. I got a message for the old man. Well, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to tell him for me, baby. Tell him what? To say Duke was here and the deal's off. What deal? He'll know. To tell him Duke said it was a matter of ethics. You got a reputation to think of like anyone else. Well, I don't get it, but I'll tell him. Thanks, baby. You're all right. Am I? Look out behind What? Quit shoving me. Well, Duke, you're a prize we've been after for a long time. Ducker, you can't prove a thing on me, not a thing. Oh, so? Well, I'm afraid you're wrong, Duke. Basil Fleming is quite dead, Ed. Yeah, and you shot him. We both saw it. So did the girl. Hey, what happened to the babe? She made a quick exit, Inspector. <laughs> really can't say I blame her. So she didn't have anything to do with the murders, eh? Not a thing, Inspector. Then who was it? Fleming. Fleming? But he... Yes, yes, I know. You see, Fleming had hired Duke here to dispose of Mrs. Fleming. That sounds crazy. No, Inspector, it isn't. Mrs. Fleming was suffering from cancer. Fleming only wanted to end her misery. Unfortunately, after he hired Duke to take care of the matter, Dr. Harvey called and held out some hope for his wife's recovery. But Fleming couldn't get hold of Duke to call off the deal, eh? That's right. So it drove Fleming mad. He became suspicious of everyone who came to the house, thinking that Duke had sent them. And he figured the only way he could stop him was to... 
kill him himself. Yes, the poor devil's warped brain became obsessed with that one thought. My suspicions became aroused when Fleming identified Charlie Butler as Miss Hamilton's boyfriend. Now, there was only one way Fleming could have known that. Charlie himself had to tell him. But Fleming didn't believe him. He knifed him in the kitchen while we were in here talking to Hamilton. That's right, Inspector. And then Duke, he had to return to protect his reputation. And Fleming almost got him, too. Well, now ain't that cute. All tied up and ready for delivery, eh? Just a couple of smart cops. Yes, that's right, Duke. You know, Duke, there's one thing about you I can understand perfectly. Yeah? That's why you worried about your reputation as a head of a thriving business. Is that so? Mm Mm-hmm. You see, in a way, you and I were running in competition. We were on opposite sides of the fence. Murdering was your business, and it's murderers like you that make mystery my hobby. Welcome back. Um, this is like the second episode in a row where the explanation uh, goes to the murderer uh, essentially did something because uh, they were driven insane. And while I think that can happen a couple of times and it work out all right, if you do that too often, it becomes kind of like a lazy writing sort of a catch-all. I don't have to explain why logically there was a motive for the murder, I just make all my killers irrationally insane. That said, it was interesting to have that nurse trying to make a move on Inspector Danton. I also liked how uh, Barton Drake actually got to deliver his uh, catchphrase to the villain, and it kind of worked. With that, we'll turn to some listener comments and feedback, and Bill writes in, That was a fun episode, but I have to agree with Inspector Denton. These suspects were screwier than a case of light bulbs. Uh, That is definitely an apt quote. Thanks so much, Bill, for the comment. And I want to go ahead and also thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to April, Patreon supporter since February 2017, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, April. And that will do it for now. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And then next Thursday, another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.